I just uh, I just had a massive workout with my trainer. So I got crushed. Shannon killed me. She's probably on here laughing at me. Uh, so I apologize for sweating profusely. But I love that. I'm going right after this, Chris. Going right after this. Ten mile run. How many? Ten. You're doing a ten mile run? Maybe twelve. Okay. Well, if once you're done with that, you're gonna have to change your shirt. And may I suggest that you go to foco.com slash johnboy and pick up the best baseball gear for your favorite team in the second half. They've got t-shirts, they got cutoffs, they got sliders if you like those. They got the great straw hats that we displayed the other day. Look at look what they did for my Indian slid, huh? And actually made it all the way back home in my suitcase, too. And it looks A-OK. They've got sweatshirts as well. I know that we're in the middle of summer. But for you people, you've got to start preparing for, you know, September and some of you October for your fandom. An awesome hooded sweatshirt as well. So once again, you go to foco.com slash johnboy. Use the code word johnboy15 for 15% off your first order. Let them take care of you. Let them clothe you the rest of the summer and the early part of fall. They will take care of you. Got it? Great job. All right, man. So listen up. Second half, I know we're past the 81 game point, but we're going to call it the second half because we're not math majors here. There's only one game on the docket. It's Yankees. It's Red Sox. Yankees well back in the division, but they have a chance to make up some ground because 11 of their first 13 games coming out of the break are against the Red Sox and the Rays. What record do they have to have through those 11 games in order to still be in contention in the AL East, in your opinion? 11 and 0. I don't know, man. I was doing the math. You said we're not a math pod. We are not. I did some math this morning. Okay. I'm not saying there's no chance the Yankees can't come back and win the division. But look, they're in fourth place in, in this division. Here's the math that I did. The Red Sox have 71 games left in the season. Okay. So if they go 35 and 36, that's one game under 500. That gets them to 90 wins, 90 and 72. Now, we, I don't think the Red Sox are going to play sub-500 ball the rest of the year, but for this scenario, let's just say okay. they play one game under 500. The Yankees would need to go 44-29 and 29 to catch them. That's 15 <laughs> games over 500 just to catch them if they falter. So it's, a very, it's very much a long shot for them to go and win this division because they have also jumped the race. Yeah. We're only a, one game behind the Red Sox or two, uh, one and a half games behind the Red Sox. So there's a lot of work to be done. Um, they're better off maybe searching for that wild card and preparing for that. Uh, it's not out of the realm of possibility, but it's, it's, it's pretty far away. Okay. So you just threw way too many numbers at me, particularly since there's a lack of oxygen to my brain. For those of you that are just joining us on the show, people are asking, Rose, why are you sunburned? No, I just had a massive workout. I'm an old, out-of-shape guy, so that's why I look like I'm about to pass out. Uh, let's keep it simple. They've got 11 games against the – Red Sox and the Rays. Eight of those are against the Red Sox. They've got to go six and two against the Red Sox. They've got to go two and one against the Rays. That's it. Let's not make it too much. Yeah, at least. Yes, at least. But if you do that against the Red Sox, you're picking up four games in the standings. That's a massive amount in a short span. Wouldn't you agree? It is. It is. It's just, it's very unlikely that that's going to happen. It, it's absolutely, because the other, the other part of it is, that when they're not playing the Red Sox on a given night, the Red Sox could win and the Yankees could lose. So yeah. all of that ground they made up gets lost over a night or two. So it's very difficult. I would be shocked if the Yankees won this division. But if you're a Yankee fan and you're looking at it from that standpoint, you know, I just I think we're going to be talking about the Red Sox and the Rays battling it out the rest of the year, to be honest with you. Yeah. So yeah. There you go. 
All right. This is our first show because it was a travel day yesterday for the entire company. This is our first show since the All-Star game was played. Over those two days in Denver, who put their biggest stamp on the sport? Besides our own BBD, Big Baby David, who came <laughs> out of nowhere to like, just be a guy. It was, without a doubt, Pete Alonso. And I'll tell you why. Pete showed up, didn't make the All-Star team. But, like, he's like, I am the home run derby champ, the defending mm -hmm. champ. He just shows up, whacks some balls out of the park, gets the crowd going, and gets paid a million dollars, Chris. He didn't have to do anything else. He didn't have to do any of the hoopla that all the other guys had to do. He got more of a break than everybody else. He got to go hang and chill out. He just went and took some BP, blasted some balls, made everyone cheer, had the fire going on around him. And, oh, yeah, he took home a bag, a million freaking dollars. Mm -hmm. Pete Alonzo, I mean, that's the best couple of days you can have as a baseball player right there. Yeah, so I'm with you a thousand percent. I had a feeling you were going that direction, so I'm going to go with one, two other guys. One was Vlad, who was the All-Star Game MVP, hit two rockets. I mean, he almost crushed Scherzer. I don't know which eye he was aiming for in his first at bat, but he almost took his head off, and then I loved it that he came up and gave him a hug. Uh, and then he hit the home run that was just a mammoth shot there at Coors Field. And I loved it that he was doing a ton of interviews here. Let's remember, he is a young, young kid that doesn't have a full grasp of the English language. And that became a big sidebar to this All-Star game, unfortunately, because somebody said something. Vlad is learning, and we're all learning with him, and we can see it. And that's a, that's a sign of growth for him, that he wants to challenge himself. And we've talked about this before on, on various shows about how difficult it is. You know, not everybody has the ability to grasp a different language. I su I've taken three foreign languages in my life, and I suck equally at all three of them. So I love to see him doing that. He knows that he has a chance to be this, the face of baseball, and I loved what he was doing. I, I just love that he's putting himself out there, and he's got a great personality. You can tell he loves the sport. The other guy was Freddie Peralta, just from a baseball standpoint, to come in and strike out the entire side. He got Garcia on three pitches. He got J.D. Martinez on four he got Olsen on uh, – he came back from a 2-0 count to strike him out. People slept on his first half. An amazing first half. Took a no-hitter into the eighth. Was uh, the centerpiece of two one-hitters for the Brewers this year. Freddie Peralta is going to be a gem in that second half, too. I love that. I love that you brought up the, the language barrier with Vlad. And we can thank Stephen A. Smith. We can thank him for mm -hmm. being such an idiot. It brought even more eyeballs to the sport. People love Otani, the amount of backlash that he got. The amount mm -hmm. of people coming and saying, Stephen A, shut up. Like, this guy's amazing for baseball was awesome. So, like yep. I said, thanks, Steve, for being so dumb. That you brought even more eyeballs to the sport that's beautiful and worldly. Yeah. Let's move on. Uh, one all-star who could be on the move is Joey Gallo. Joel Sherman in the New York Post reporting that both the Yankees and Padres are knocking on the door there. So, by the end of the month, Joey Gallo will, A, be a Yankee. B, be a Padre, C, remain in Texas, or D, end up elsewhere? You know, this one's tough for me because I think everyone expects him to be traded, but he does have that extra year of control. So Texas doesn't have to deal him. Unless they get the right deal, they don't have to deal him. Like, he's, he's a good player. He's going to be good next year. He could be good for them in the offseason if they decide to go that route. So they don't have mm -hmm. to trade him. Like, they are going well, hold to – Hold on. Let's start with this. Do you think he's a difference maker in a lineup? Yeah, of course. Okay. Then they got to trade him. But they, they, they don't have to. And, here, and here's why. They, 
he has the extra year of control. Like, unless they get the deal they want, they're not going to trade him. So, Wait a second. Then, you, then you're killing yourself. Why? Before. They can trade him in the offseason, and they can trade him at the deadline next year as well. I'm just saying – I'm not saying they're not going to trade. I'm saying they don't have to unless they get the right deal. And, like, if I'm looking at the teams that can give them the right deal, San Diego probably has the most prospect capital to deal out. Mm-hmm. So I don't think the Yankees can go get him unless – I don't, unless they have someone that I don't know about. And they're willing to give up someone I don't know about. I think San Diego right. has prospect capital. But, again, it's going to be up to the Rangers to decide, hey, is this enough for a guy that has a 400 OBP who, you know, is one of the faces of baseball? Gold Glover, like, the guy is, does everything. So, like I said, I think he is going to get traded, but they don't have to. So, what, so your answer is C. He's going to stay in Texas. I think – if I had to give one answer, uh, I think he's goes. I, I think he goes to the Padres. Yeah, I think it's the Padres also. Uh, by the way, my my trainer Shannon just chimed in. You're not older, out of shape. You did awesome this morning. Thank you, Shannon. Appreciate you. Love you. You're great. You're a nice, right. you're a nice person, Shannon. Uh, she is. She's the best. She's the best. All right. All Star Game moves to uh, moves to L. A. next year, and apparently the league is already working on uniforms. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even get through this without laughing based on what we saw Tuesday night. They're already working on uniforms to put the American League and National League in. Are you okay with that, that they're going to have uniform uniforms, or would you like to see them go back to the guys wearing their own unis? I'm not, like, a super traditionalist. Like, I'm, it's okay to, like, make some progress or, like, try to, like, do something different. That was not progress. I didn't like, I didn't like the jerseys this year, although the all-blue ones I thought were okay. I was the guys said mad they felt like they, the guys felt, said they felt like they were wearing pajamas. Yes, yeah, I mean, look, it wasn't great. Tim Anderson came out and said, "Like, look, how about the player assessment put? I think I have a better idea." So MLB, go ahead and steal this. Not a big deal. Um, wherever the All Star Game is, there are prominent artists all throughout these cities. Why not, like in LA next year, for instance? There's a guy named Blue the Great. There's a guy named Kai. These guys are both out of Los Angeles. Why don't we let? some of the local artists come in guys who like know how to make things look good and make the jerseys better yet. Instead of, I don't know. I don't know who the firm is that is doing it now. I would just say maybe let's look for someone different. Well, so, you know, they, it had a big swoosh on it. You know, I, I'm not going to have to tell you who it is, what company, I guess that's right. I guess okay? right. But there, there, I saw something like that on the Jersey. You're a thousand percent, right? I like where your head is. And let's take it a step further. Hey, MLB, listen to our show every day. We can solve a lot of your problems. Luke said, get a local artist. I love it. Let's make it for local artists. Then you have them design it. Then you put it to a fan vote. How do you, you know, why don't we do that? We could do, we could do two. We could do two local artists. One does American, one does national. I don't know how it would go, exactly. but look, there's a lot of things you can do. Blue the Great's my guy. I'm going to, I'm going to be shouting his name. Maybe we'll get it. We'll get it done. Okay. Yeah. You and I, I love you. I love it that you opened the door. That's good. Good thinking. Last thing. Maybe my favorite part of the entire All-Star game on Tuesday night was when Liam Hendricks took the mound because we all heard what he said. God damn it! God damn it! Fucking finish it! Yeah, he said some bad words. A little potty mouth, but that was typical Liam Hendricks. He had a microphone on. He had an IFB. That's, a, that's an earpiece that they stick in your ear so that you can talk to the booth. He, he had no communication with Joe Buck and John Smoltz, so he thought he wasn't live with the mic either. And so he started doing his typical Liam Hendricks thing. Uh, do you think that – is he the perfect guy or the wrong guy 
to Mike for an all-star game? Well, I happen to think he's the perfect guy. And not just because he cusses, but, like, you know, he's pretty funny. People love to hear the Australian accent. What they should do is maybe not go live with it. What What is – the NFL does the thing on HBO or whatever. Like, we're like, – Yeah, what, inside called? the NFL? Yeah, like, then you could have all the cussing you want. Like, maybe you make it a subscription thing. I don't know. I thought it was funny. Obviously, the networks don't, like, love that stuff. Right. So – He's, he's good on, he's good on it man he's the best he is hilarious <laughs> he was on the rose rotation people loved his stories people have seen him interviewed elsewhere he's great send us the footage we'll air it we have no problem with it and by the way if you hear the word fuck on tv these days like are you your kids don't like spontaneously combust <laughs> like if you don't like what you hear in front of your kids you explain to them and you move on i mean this isn't like the 1950s anymore people I'm serious. I can, I tend to agree with you, although, like, I know, like, if my daughter was watching, she might be saying fuck for the next four or five days. That and guess what, fun. bro? Deal with it. You know what that's <laughs> called? Parenting. Sometimes, sometimes you're you, not. Gonna... Hey, how quickly you've forgotten about this. you got the older kids now. Yeah, exactly. You ought to hear the way we talk around here. Are you kidding me? It's <laughs> It is amazing. It's pretty funny. I, I, I personally loved it. I thought it was good. Um, again, more eyeballs to the game. It's not like it was like, those are competitive fucks. They're not like, F you, you know. They're exactly. Not it's they're different. different. And by the way, if you don't like hearing it out of a guy, then don't mic him up. But I, I loved it. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was fun. All right. Uh, what do you have coming up on John Boy Media? Well, um, I have sequence coming on Tuesday, and then we're not doing anything today. And mm -hmm. tomorrow we'll have this big – you know, pre preview of the second half uh, episode of Talking Baseball, which I'm very excited about. I want to I want to talk to everybody about what happened in Denver mm -hmm. and all the cool behind the scenes stuff. So um, I got that coming up. What about you? Yeah. So we do have a special one off edition of the Chris Rose rotation. It's very different because it was the all star break. I wanted to give all the players time off this week. They deserve it. They've been great throughout the first half of the year on the show. So what we did was after the home run derby with Jimmy and Jake and Ashlyn, we had a fantasy trade draft, and it's going to drop later today. So think of it as your fantasy baseball draft where you have to pick all the positions, but it's players we think are going to be traded, and it's different point values based on how good the players are and if you nail the team as well. So it's kind of a fun little different sort of thing. So there you go. You didn't invite me to that. Where was I? Actually, are we going to go down this path? Oh, did I go out? Yeah, that was the night you went out and saw all my people and did not tell me to come with you. Oh, yeah, sorry. I had to, I had to smooth, man. You know that. I, dude, I, I smoothed with the best of them. I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even have gotten in your game at all. I would have I been was, on the other side of the room. I was going to some cool places. I just, I think there was an age limit. That was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was, that was fucked up. I'm sorry. Two other things. A lot of people are asking me what hat I'm wearing. Um, I was wearing this during the long games the other day as well. And you, that's coming out on our John Boy Media YouTube channels. It's hilarious. It's so much fun. Uh, this is from Greg Gaina of the Erie Seawolves. It's a double-A affiliate of the Detroit Tigers. It is called the Copa de la Diversion Alternate Identity. So, you know, you can go. Say that again. Link. It is the Copa de la Diversion Alternate Identity hat. It's actually not bad. Thank you. I thought it was kind of smooth. So go click the link. 
Uh, we'll hit it for you. Go shop. Go support our minor league baseball teams out there. And while you're doing some shopping, don't forget about foco.com slash johnboy. Use the code word johnboy15 to get 15% off your first order. You can go get T-shirts. You can go get sweatshirts. Go get whatever you need. Here's a cool sweatshirt that I'm going to be wearing to represent my tribe when they're making that October run. Got it. Okay. Where are they going running? 5K? They're going to go run with you for 10 10K. miles, and I'm sure you won't invite me. I'm going to send you my uh, my stat sheet of the workout today, okay? Are you one of those guys that – do you wear a watch? No, I, I keep – I carry my phone on me. I, I have a runner's belt. Oh, yeah, because you had your fanny pack on while we were in uh, Denver. Uh, yeah. Oh. It's a different one, but I have I have one. You must, you must look so cute while you're running with your fanny pack like this. I don't know if cute's the right word. I think, you know. Do you, do you stay in your little um, bougie uh, development out there? For this run, I'm going to get outside of it because my typical runs in here are like six miles, but I want to go longer today because I was a degenerate for three days in Denver. All right. Well, listen, I wish you luck. We're going to come back and we're going to do this again at 1130 Eastern, 830 Pacific, where every team is in action tomorrow night. So it's going to be a ton of fun. Can't wait to get going with a second half. Have a great day. And don't forget to not invite me to any cool parties in the near future. Okay, bud? All right. Like tonight, we have a barbecue. You want to come? You're a little late. All right. Bye. Bye.